Welcome to Publishing Gribble, the podcast that breaks the rules and helps you kickstart your career as a successful nonfiction author and entrepreneur. I'm your host, Melina Benson. Content marketing is one of the best strategies for visibility and to pull people into your business and communities. But creating content is very time-consuming. In this episode, I share ideas as to how you can repurpose your best content to reach even more eyeballs and ears, spending a minimum amount of time. Friend, this is one of those episodes that you want to save, or even better, bookmark the blog post on the episode page on my website so you can return and implement more of the ideas over time. This episode is packed with information, and there's a good chance that you can get overwhelmed. So, the idea here is to share ideas and inspire you to think bigger and smarter about your content. I'm sharing from the get-go that this episode has so many details, so you can relax and know that I have you covered, my friend. There's an extensive list available at malinabenson.com forward slash podcast with a PDF download so you can simply print that out and have everything easily available to you. Simply find this episode in the gallery on that page, malinabenson.com forward slash podcast and click through to the blog post holding all the information you need. Now, let's dive in. Almost all content creators that I've come across have significant unleashed potential to reach more people hidden like a treasure in the content that they already created. Repurposing this content can be one of the easiest ways to reach and impact more people. The crazy thing is that most don't do so out of lack of time. However, creating new content definitely takes more time than repurposing your best performing content. And one of the great things about repurposing is that the basic ideas and concepts and your professional opinions are already expressed in the original piece. So really, it is also an easy task to outsource. There's quite often no need for you to personally spend time 10xing the impact from that content. You can have someone else do it for you for a quite reasonable amount. When you decide to create a piece of content, you do it with a specific purpose. Like the word repurpose says, this exercise is about redesigning that original content for new purposes. So what can you obtain doing so? Let's talk about four reasons why you should consider repurposing your best content. Number one, create a tasting menu with short form content. Whenever you create a piece of content, you address a certain level of pre-existing knowledge and a certain level of awareness, interest or importance to your audience. For example, a blog post of a thousand words may be too extensive for some parts of your audience who just recently got interested in the topic. To them, a smaller portion of the information or an infographic may be just right for their taste at this point. If they find that valuable, they might continue to the bigger content piece. So finding ways to give people a quick taste of what a particular topic 
or strategy may look like can help you get seen more often and make an impression without asking for too much of their time. Or it can simply fit the needs of those who don't need or want to spend more than a few minutes or even seconds studying your content but are happy to engage and share their experience or perspective on the matter. The tasting menu approach can allow the consumer of your content to get a preview before ordering the main course and dive into the bigger piece of content. But it can also help show the richness, variety and depth of your content more quickly simply because you can create more different hooks and show more perspectives of your content. Number two is to pursue an omni-channel strategy to meet people where they spend time. Your audience is likely to be present and active in more than one place. Social media platforms, search pages, conversation platforms like Messenger, etc. A coherent brand presence across many channels will boost your authority and credibility and elevate your brand in search results as well as in the mind of your audience. However, each of these spaces work on their own terms and to be efficient, your content needs to fit those terms. This can be how many pixels an image should be, if a video should be vertical or horizontal, which hashtags will work or whether the platform is intended for entertainment, learning, gaming, conversations, or something else. Though your end goal with the content may remain what the goal was for the original content, each channel has its own purpose that your content should support. So you need to think about relevancy to the channel from a more technical perspective as well. The better experience your content gives on the specific platform, the more likely the platform is to start showing your content to more people. Number three, optimizing delivery times requires more content to share. So what do I mean by that? Well, your audience may be active on a certain platform two to three times a day or even 20 However, your content only shows up in the newsfeed of a fraction of your audience. Newsfeed space is what the competition on social media is all about. Obviously, you can post your content multiple times during the day, but posting multiple variations of that content throughout the day also increases the likelihood of capturing people's attention. Again, It may all lead back to the same original content piece or end goal, but all people and all people's online behavior is not alike. More hooks usually means catching more fish. And if your topic is solid enough, you can create many hooks from a single piece of content. Number four, finally, not all people have the same preferred learning style. Some people learn best printing out stuff and highlighting important parts of the text. Others prefer eye contact to the person they learn from and therefore they prefer video. Others are great listeners and like podcasts. Some just want a resume 
and others want the deep dive. Some have short attention span and prefer the short form content. Others like to listen for hours. Humans are 99% alike, but we all have our preferences on how we like to consume content and how we like to learn. And often these patterns are complex. So we prefer one style for some purposes and another style for other purposes. For example, I like to listen using my phone during transportation and during my daily walks. I like to listen to topics that will inspire my thinking. These can be super long and that's okay. However, I find it very hard to stay focused if a video on Instagram is more than three minutes long. On LinkedIn, I prefer only short posts. Other love to read longer articles on LinkedIn. We are not all alike, and though the choice of channel and knowing your audience well will tell you what will most likely hit it out of the park, offering different formats and links is likely to increase how many will actually consume your content. Now, much more can be said about the benefits of repurposing, but I want to get to sharing a number of ideas to get you started. So let's just stick to those four reasons for now. Number one, that people are not equally knowledgeable or aware or looking for the same level of depth in the information that you're giving. Number two, that people are spending time on several channels, but they are designed differently and your content should fit each channel. Number three, that posting more frequently with a variety of hooks will increase the likelihood that people will see and notice your content without that feeling of you spamming them with the same content over and over. And number four, that people have different learning styles and preferences on how to consume their content in general and for specific channels. And then I added a number five, of course, the fifth and quite significant purpose that you have enough content without spending too much time, that you're productive and you're smart about your time. Rather create solid content of high quality and repurpose to have enough than to spread yourself too thin, attempting to create new content all the time. I think many of you have been there. I for sure have been there. We can all get overwhelmed about all that content, okay? So this is just a shortcut, a smarter way to get more content. So here are the 13 platforms and the 13 ideas. Number one, the first thing you want to do after recording your video is to upload your video on YouTube. So YouTube is owned by Google and indexed by Google. This means that when you rank on YouTube, it will also support your ranking on Google. You should set up a business channel. And then there are Many, many things that determines how well your video will rank on Google and on YouTube. But you are off to a good start if you focus on having keywords, rich, descriptive titles, that your file name matches that title, and that you research and use relevant tags. And of course, you need to add an attention-grabbing thumbnail and image 
with an easily read title. You should also be aware that most people watch videos sound off because they often watch them in public or when they're not alone. So adding closed captions to your video has almost become a must for YouTube videos or any video, really. You also need to make an effort with good lightning and secure good audio quality. Go watch some videos on YouTube to learn how to secure great quality, even with a small budget. Now, tech stuff is not really the topic in this episode, but my message here is that your core piece of content should be of high quality since it rubs off on all of the following. Make an effort, but also do not let tech stuff stop you from sharing your message if you're new to this. A simple clip-on microphone or even a headset with your smartphone can improve your quality a lot. So moving on to number two, a blog post. You can use a transcription service like rev.com, rev.com, to transcribe your video. Currently, it's $1.25 per minute, and it is not worth your time that you transcribe it yourself. You can also use a tool like trint.com, T-R-I-N-T.com, for automated transcriptions. Trint changed their pricing models last year, so now it's a monthly subscription. Check out if you find it worth it for your needs. Now, when you have transcribed your video, then edit it to fit your blog format. Add the links, cross-links to other relevant content, and perhaps provide a content upgrade like a PDF or something that requires the reader to provide her email. Don't upload your video directly to your website. What you need to do is to embed your YouTube video so that you can get search ranking on Google as well. So go to YouTube and find your video. Then you right-click on the video and choose Copy Embed Code. Then jump over to your blog and embed the code there, simply pasting in the code. So it will be on your clipboard and you simply paste it in. How to do this will be different depending on where you host your blog. Okay, so that was a little bit technical, but the key point here is that you embed your video. You don't upload your video to your website. You upload it to YouTube and then you embed it from there. Okay, so now finish up your blog post and publish it. This blog post is where you want to send all traffic related to the topic. Sometimes I get the question, why shouldn't I send them to YouTube and watch a video? The reason why you want to send them to your blog post is really threefold. First, you will get website visitors that you can retarget with ads on social media. You know, like when you were looking at some shoes on a website and you just considered a specific pair and then they show up in your Instagram feed. That's retargeting website visitors. So that's one reason. Number two is that you still get YouTube views and improve ranking whenever somebody watches your video on your website because it is embedded. So it's like a tunnel. You're looking at YouTube, even though you're doing it on your website. 
Do you get that? So that's number two. You will still get the YouTube views. And number three is that you can lead them into one of your funnels, making sure it's your content they watch next and also capture emails to build your email list. So that was the YouTube video and the blog post. Now, next is podcasts. So maybe you don't have a podcast, but maybe you can offer an audio version somewhere on your website anyway. Okay, you can easily extract the audio from the video and use it as a podcast episode. You may want to add a different introduction, some music or a different outro. Or if you plan for audio only because you were smart about how you recorded your video, you can simply extract the audio and use that as is. So from the transcription you created for the blog post, you can easily create show notes to help people find the parts that they are mostly interested in and link to additional resources that you mention in the show. So that's the podcast episode. Now, there are a hundred ways that you can edit your audio, but one of the ways I want to highlight is to cut out smaller bits and create and now we're getting into number four, audiograms. Select 60-second attention-grabbing clips, sections that sparks curiosity for the topic, and then use them for audiograms. An audiogram is technically a video, but it is created by adding a visual audio wave on top of an image, and you can even add captions if you want. Of course, it also includes the audio piece as well. So if you haven't come across audiograms before, it can be difficult to imagine what they look like. But they are a really cool way to give a tasting menu and spark an appetite for your podcast episode or video. I have put some links to software that you can use for this in the blog post for this episode. See what I did there? I'm sending you to a blog post hosting this podcast episode on my website. So you can find the link in the show notes or simply go to malinabenson.com forward slash podcast and find the latest episodes at the top of the episode gallery. For the graphic design that you need for this, I recommend Canva. I use Canva for almost everything. So you can get a long way with the free plan. Again, find the link in the show notes. That brings us to number five, Twitter. There are more than 2 billion search queries per day on Twitter. Select five or 10 or even more short sentences with a maximum of 280 characters. During a 10-minute video, you can easily find a set of gold nuggets, and you may even consider those as part of your preparation of the video. Simply write tweetable sentences into your script so you have them ready for when you want to post on Twitter. You can also choose to post your audiograms on Twitter. The great thing about Twitter is that you can post many times a day with different messages. Just mix up the graphics and you're fine. You can use a scheduling tool for pushing out the messages 
at preferred hours of your audience. Now, I also put a list of scheduling tools in the blog post as well. Again, you can find the link in the show notes or you can go to malinebenson.com forward slash podcast to find this episode. These tools all support different social media platforms. So make sure that you pick one that offers to schedule content for the platforms that you need. Remember, you want to link to your blog post with the embedded YouTube video, not directly to YouTube. Number six, Pinterest. If you are not using Pinterest, you should go back and listen to episode number 21 with Kara Chase, if you haven't listened to that yet. Pinterest is a search engine, not only relevant for home decoration and cake baking, but very much for a broad variety of how-to topics. You can either create pinnable images, add short video clips, or even post your audiograms on Pinterest. You don't need to create long, engaging text on Pinterest, but enough to drive traffic to your blog post. Using the right hashtags makes a big difference. Do your keywords research and include some of them in the short text on the image itself, as well as in the description and title. The algorithm on Pinterest is actually reading the text on the image. Now, the great thing about Pinterest is that pins can go viral and the link attached to the pin will follow wherever that pin goes as people are saving or pinning the image or video to their own boards. If you are smart about it, you might use the same texts on the pins as in your short form Twitter posts. All right, lots of information here. My friend, if you are multitasking, come back to me so that you can get all of this. And remember, these are just ideas to spark your interest for repurposing and to get ideas for how to go about it. You can go to the website and you can get the full list there. Okay. So number seven is Instagram. There are several things you can do on Instagram. You could go live and have a conversation with their followers about the topic and then send them to your blog post. You might say that this is not repurposing and it is not easily outsourced. But even a few minutes live sharing the link to your blog post can drive significant traffic, even over time, if you save that story to highlights. Then it won't go away like stories usually do. You can also use your vertical graphics that you used on Pinterest and add them to stories. So if you are smart about your design, you'll be able to easily change the dimensions of your images so that you can use them as post to. Or you can use the small video clips or even create longer video clips to upload for IGTV. You can upload videos up to 15 minutes from a mobile device and 60 minutes from web. But you don't want to upload your entire video here, just enough to send them to your blog post. In the notes, I'm linking to the requirements for IGTV as well. Also, you can add the link to your blog post in your bio or whatever tool you use to be able to make multiple links available from your bio. I use a tool called Linktree for that. 
So again, it's in the list. Number eight, you can share it with your email subscribers. So one way of making the content a little bit different is that you add a short, compelling story that leads them to how you discovered the solution presented in the content or why you created this content in the first place. What happened to you or to a customer that made you want to share this? Then send them to the blog post to watch the video. You can also use some of the images that you already created and add the opportunity for the blog post visitor to pin images to their Pinterest boards directly from your blog post. Number nine, quote graphics or videos for Facebook. Again, you can use some of the texts to create images or even short form videos for your Facebook page and stories. These are great for sprinkling out with a link to the blog post over a longer period of time. Make them shareable. People love to look smart on their own page. Or create them in a way that will spark engagement. Ask questions. Test what works best for you. Putting the blog post link in the post description or in the first comment that you will then pin to the top of the comments. So that was Facebook. There's a lot more to be said about each of these, but I hope that you get to start to see the idea of from a one bigger piece of content, you can create so many different pieces of content. Now we're at number 10, turn it into a giveaway or a lead magnet. Now, this one is a super clever one. So if you're multitasking, come back to me. If your initial video was a live video, then you should consider taking your live stream down if you use the actual video as a freebie. Or you can create your lead magnet more in a workbook style that goes with live video so that you can capture emails from your video. A really cool PDF that visually explains all the steps that you talked about in your video can also be a great content upgrade to your blog post and then help you collect emails there. Number 11, if your audience is on LinkedIn, this is a little bit different from market to market or niche to niche, but many have discovered LinkedIn as a very informative platform. You can create an article to build authority on LinkedIn. Consider if you should make it shorter than the blog post and then lead them to your blog post, or if you should publish the entire article there. If you choose the latter, you can create a PDF with a downloadable summary, a complementing checklist, 50 more recipes, or whatever might be relevant and interesting to the audience after reading the article. Or, since we're talking repurposing here, also with the purpose of saving time, simply link to the video in your blog post or the podcast episode for those who prefer visual or audio formats. Or link to a freebie that you already have available that is relevant after reading that article. Just make sure that you have some kind of call to action at the end of your LinkedIn article. You will need to create a great image for the article cover, and you can create that in Canva as well. Number 12, free training video series. 
Now, if what you created was a rather long video, you can slice it up in free shorter videos and create a free mini training on your website or to send out via email. So this strategy works best if you plan your video to work like this from the beginning and record proper intros as needed when recording your original video. But it's definitely an option as well. Simply slicing up the longer video into a small video series. Number 13. Now, if what you created was an epic piece of content, you could also consider SlideShare. This is a quite overlooked platform. SlideShare is a LinkedIn platform and users go there to learn, often through quite extensive presentations created in PowerPoint or Keynotes. So here's how to do it. You can give the transcript of your video to someone, plus your branded PowerPoint or Keynotes template, and then have them turn it into an awesome subtitled, it needs to be subtitled, or at least self-explaining presentation. And by the way, if you're just learning how to create great presentations, SlideShare is actually a really good source of inspiration for how to go about that. So you find it on slideshare.net. You can also create an article on Quora.com, create an ebook, share the content in your group. Well, I could go on and on. Your imagination is the limit. Creating content to attract your ideal clients, to build a powerful relationship with them, and to turn them into happy customers is one of the most important tasks for an online entrepreneur. And also one of the most time-consuming activities, friends, right? You know what I'm talking about here. So being a knowledgeable teacher in your space, surely you have already prepared and produced amazing pieces of content for your people. I hope that you will take inspiration from today's episode and find someone who can easily help you 10x the impact of that content for you. Now, don't forget to go grab the PDF outlining all of these options for you. Go to malinabenson.com forward slash podcast and click through to the page for this episode. You can also go to the show notes here and then click directly to the episode. Thank you, my friend, for listening today. I truly appreciate you. Bye for now.